Stop it. Get some help. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. Hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And yes, the crypto world, for the time being, needs to stop it and get some damn help. And we'll talk about why in today's episode. There is a lot to unpack, especially with what went down in the past 24 hours with Masari and the Ripple XRP community. And I want to look at it in the most unbiased way possible, talk about both sides to the story, and then just remove the whole XRP Ripple lens from it and dive into how the entire community can probably get a little bit better as a whole. Outside of that, I put out a call on Twitter the other day, as well as in a YouTube uh, post, not a video, but a YouTube post that some of you guys might have seen, where I asked for some voicemails, uh, asking questions about the crypto world, and I got a number of them. Uh, so want to go through a new segment we're going to call Crypto Bobby Radio. In the future, we'll have some guests on as well to answer those questions. We'll dive into more of that uh, in the future. But getting into it. So if you are not familiar and missed some of the drama that went on yesterday, here's the crux of it. Masari is a researchy company in the crypto space. Uh, it is run by Ryan Selkis. I know Ryan. I like Ryan. I met Ryan. I know a bunch of the Masari employees. I've met them. I think they're all good people. So I'll put that out there as a precursor to this discussion. I've met them. I like them. I think they're good people. So Masari put out a research piece that talked about the XRP market cap and said that because of a number of lockups, for Jed McCaleb, for the Ripple or for the XRP charity arm that they have, and for a number of other things, that the XRP market cap is actually overstated by a significant amount, multiple billions of dollars, because a lot of the XRP that is liquid in the existing market cap right now is actually owned by Jed McCaleb and a number of other entities that are actually not allowed to sell that XRP uh, until a specified date or until certain specified dates and milestones are met, things of that nature. So Masari came out and said, hey, the XRP market cap is actually overdone by quite a bit of money. We're gonna talk about why. Obviously this can't be fully confirmed on a number of different you know, respects because Ripple does control a lot of the supply, whether or not X Ripple controls uh, the kind of entirety of XRP, which I'm sure a lot of people will, will angrily debate. Uh, Ripple does control certain elements of the supply schedule that can be felt by XRP investors or whatever you want to call it. So they came out and they published this information. Now, obviously, if you are maybe an XRP investor, you did not take this too kindly. People are not happy about it. Uh, Coindesk published an article, then Ripple came out and said this isn't true uh, and you know, refuted a lot of the claims within the Masari post, which is fine. People are allowed to post something and then people are allowed to refute those claims. Now, what happened afterwards, I think is pretty interesting. And this is where a lot of people will, I think shows some of the craziness about just crypto in general. So Ryan Selkis tweeted this. Someone just called me from a Nashville number and recited my wife's birthday to me, then hung up. Brad Garlinghouse, these are the types of animals you and your fucking company enable. War. A couple different points to this. Number one, if you are, and I don't give a shit if it's XRP, BTC, Ethereum, Denticoin, Tron, Bcash, SV, QR, whatever it might be. Doesn't matter. 
If you get to the point where you are so mentally attached to your cryptocurrency bag that you are finding someone's house, their phone number, their wife's name, whatever it might be, you have a screw loose in your head and you need to stop it and yes, get some help like my man Michael Jordan said. You need to stop it and get some help. For the love of God, stop it. People are ridiculous and I also don't want this to be just a, I, I do make fun of the XRP community a lot of times on Twitter and because I do think a lot of the people on Twitter are not necessarily real and there are a lot of bots. I also know a lot of people that like XRP and they're also good people too. So I'm not gonna sit here and generalize the fact that I think everybody in XRP is bad. And I also am not gonna say everybody in Bitcoin or Ethereum is good because there are crazy ass people on every single side of the cryptocurrency world. And it's funny because I was having a conversation last night with a few people where I talked about the similarities between religion and even sports too. Like you have sports teams that you love or you have your religion that you absolutely love. And if somebody, uh, you know, worships a different God or does something differently in a different religion, then you have some type of anger or resentment towards them. Same thing with sports. I'm a Jets fan. I don't like the Patriots. Am I going to beat up a Patriots fan because of something like that? No, but there are Jets fans that might do that because people have screws loose. So the just overall thought process here is that you need to divorce yourself from your cryptocurrency bags. And again, I don't give a crap what they are, but it is a problem if anybody goes out and is doing something as severe as calling somebody's, calling somebody, you know, bring up their wife or their kids or anything like that, that's outrageous, that's ridiculous, and that is bullshit. And I think the entire crypto community, and it's not just XRP, again, I do think that this has happened in Bitcoin when it comes down to, you know, small blocks versus big blocks debates, or it happens with the Ethereum and Ethereum Classic, or a lot of different things across the board. You know, it's one thing to crack some jokes on Twitter. It's another thing to, you know, threaten somebody's livelihood or their family or whatever it might be. I think people need to step back and say, oh, wow, I only own $500 of XRP or Bitcoin. Maybe I shouldn't call up this dude and, you know, threaten his, threaten his family or something like that. That is definitely something that I think needs to be said. And I, I don't really give a shit what people think. I kind of wanted to just come out and say it because I think it's ridiculous. Whether, you know, whatever type of bag you have in the crypto landscape, this type of crap is, is just ridiculous in general. And now to that point as well, you know, maybe declaring war on, on Ripple, maybe not the best thing in the world. Um, and I'm not going to advocate for one thing or the other, but also to the point of, of research coming out. When somebody puts out a research piece, when an analyst puts out a research piece on Coca-Cola... Uh, and says that Coke's earnings aren't going to be as high or whatever it might be. Do people like go up to that analyst door with pitchforks and try to, you know, threaten them? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't. But this type of stuff is going to happen more and more and more in the cryptocurrency space. Just because you don't like research, whether, again, whether it's on XRP or if it's on Bitcoin or if it's on Ethereum, doesn't really matter what it is. But just because somebody releases research that you don't like doesn't mean that you have to freak out. You can look at the research and say, okay, I don't agree with this. I don't think the market, I don't think the XRP market cap should be adjusted. I don't agree with this and I'm not going to. Maybe I'm going to buy more XRP. Maybe I'm going to sell some. Maybe I'm going to do nothing and continue on living my life and having a good day. 
It's not that big of a deal. It's magic internet money. Sometimes people just need to freaking relax. Okay, I'm stepping off my soapbox. Let's get into the voicemails. So as I said before, this is a new segment that I'm calling Crypto Bobby Radio because it's basically radio. And if you missed it on Twitter, I tweeted out, hey, leave me a voicemail, ask me your questions. I also post it on YouTube, but this is the first time I've included it in a video or in a podcast. So for the future, if you have any questions at all that you'd like me to answer, I would love for you to go to speakpipe.com slash crypto Bobby. That way you can simply record your question and I will try to answer as many of them as possible that I could add some type of color or insight to. Also, since this is something newer, I'm thinking about bringing some other people on the channel to ask questions and we'll interact, kind of have some beers or whatever it might be, answer your questions, have a little back and forth dialogue around it. If you like this segment, I would love for you to leave me a comment. If you don't like this segment, I would love for you to leave me a comment. Always open to feedback, suggestions, criticism, whatever it might be. But I figured this would be fun, a new way to interact with people outside of just uh, on Twitter and within the live chats on YouTube lives and things like that. So figure this would be a fun way to kick things off. Uh, so again, go to speakpipe.com slash crypto Bobby. I'll have a link in the YouTube channel and the podcast below as well. So let's hop into the first question. Hey, crypto Bobby, out of curiosity, you keep mentioning link on Twitter. Yet, I don't think I've seen a video of you doing your due diligence on researching the project itself. Why haven't you done that yet? It will be a top 10 project in the near future. So that question came in from Joe and Joe, I definitely appreciate it. So the question is surrounding Link or Chainlink. And yes, I have tweeted about Chainlink a few times uh, recently. And the reason for me tweeting that is not out of a dislike for Chainlink. Uh, a lot of the OGs to the Crypto Bobby YouTube channel might remember a video that I did over a year ago at this point in time where I, you can see my little dumb face here, uh, the video was literally titled Chainlink Ready to Rocket? Question mark. Why Link could be the next big innovation in crypto and smart contracts. So Chainlink, um, I have been a fan of the use case for Chainlink. I have liked the team that was behind it. I thought they were highly qualified. I had put money into the Chainlink tokens in the past. Um, I don't remember exactly when I took Chainlink out of my portfolio, but there was a time essentially during the bear market in mid-2018 where I took Chainlink and probably sold it somewhere near the bottom. Um, however, since that, since July, Chainlink is up 400% against Bitcoin. Uh, Chainlink is probably one of the only ERC-20 tokens that's actually performed well in the market. Maybe if you also include BNB, which Binance Coin at some point in time will, will not be an ERC-20 token. But Chainlink is up over 400% in a bear market against Bitcoin. That's essentially unheard of. And my point was not that Chainlink is bad. My point was not that smart contracts, uh, smart contract oracles and bringing in data from the outside world into the blockchain uh, into the blockchain ecosystem is is not a valid use case. I think it's a wonderful use case. I think it is very much needed and very much required to have success uh, and to have the blockchain ecosystem grow. However, when I look at this and you see something up 400% against the price of Bitcoin and against a lot of other assets, when they're probably down 75 to 80% in the same time frame, you have to look and potentially consider taking some level of profit, in my opinion. And now... I posted this and tweeted about it, got a lot of negative feedback because I think that there are people that when, when you have an asset, it's very psychological. You have an asset that goes up 400% while everything else is going down. 
you like love that asset. You think it's the best thing ever. You think it's going to go up forever. And a lot of people even were like, hey, what happens if you sold Bitcoin at $10 or $50? What happens if you sold Ethereum that early on as well? That's what you're doing if you're selling Chainlink right now. That might be true. This also might be the short-term top and you might be just caught up in a little bit of a you know pump and dump type of, of action, even though this is certainly a long-term positive movement. Um, my only just thought process, uh, process on that is there are a lot of people that had assets go up 400, 500, 1,000% during the bull market in 2017, early 2018, and they fell in love with those cryptocurrencies. And because of that, they didn't cash out and they never took profit. Taking profit is never a bad thing. And that is my point here is taking profit is never a bad thing. I think Chainlink is legit. Um, I am not to be, you know, quite frank, I am not up to date within the past six months on the economics around the, the link token as a whole. But I like to make the point that taking profit is never a bad thing. Nobody ever went broke taking profit. Maybe you took profit a little bit too early. Maybe you take profit a little bit too late. Whatever it might be, taking profit is never a bad thing. And I think that's an important thing to state. So let's hop into question numero dos. Hey, Crypto Bobby, a.k.a. Buffalo Chicken Wrap. Yep, yep. Why is John McCaffrey running from the IRS? And why is he launching his presidential campaign from a freaking boat? So if you missed it, uh, John McAfee, who is primarily a, a Twitter guy at this point in time, or he's a big personality on Twitter, uh, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with John McAfee if you're in the cryptocurrency space. He tweeted out on the back of a boat that he hadn't paid taxes in a number of years. It's basically a rebel outlaw, and the IRS is coming after him and essentially wants to throw him in jail. On top of that, I mean, he's already stated this before, but says he wants to run for president in 2020, uh, and he's like announcing his candidacy, yada, yada, yada. That's cool. It's cute. Um I don't care what John McAfee says personally. Uh, John McAfee is never going to freaking win a presidential election. Won't even get, just won't even come close. He's off his rocker. If you've heard, that dude will take any amount of dollars for a shill. If you remember his Bitcoin private predictions, if you remember him literally sitting in front of the a, a recording and you could see the script in his sunglasses when he's like, Bitcoin Anonymous is the best thing ever and will be the most private, most scalable Bitcoin transactions ever. I, you know, the the, the McAfee pump and dumps, those were those were fun times in 2018, I will tell you that much. Uh, you know, seeing the McAfee pumps where the people would build up bots that would find McAfee's Twitter and automatically buy up that cryptocurrency and sell it. I was pretty crazy freaking times, but I don't care about John McAfee. Uh, and I don't think he's going to, uh, I don't think he's going to be the president of the United States anytime soon. Um, so who the hell knows? Who cares at this point in time? Question number three. Hey, Bobby, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on this. So last year, Chinese New Year was a trigger for a really huge crypto sell-off. Uh, however, this year, do you think it will be a trigger for a new bull run? What do you think, Bobby? I have a family to feed. Please, I need your input, sir. Uh, we all have families to feed. I'm just kidding. I really don't. But uh, yes, your family to feed should be numero uno in your, you know, in your, in your life. Uh, I don't think the Chinese New Year 
has any level of impact as to where your crypto market is going to necessarily be going. I think it's uh, you could chalk that up with Wall Street bonuses. You could chalk that up with consensus pump. Uh, you could chalk that up with a number of different things that really don't make a damn difference when it comes to the crypto market. Um, it's still very manipulated at this point in time, and there's still a lot of uh, powerful people that have a massive influence on the market as a whole. I don't think that the Chinese New Year uh, is going to lead to a, I don't think it necessarily led to a bear market last year. And I certainly don't think it's going to lead to a bull market this year. Uh, but I hope and wish you the best of luck when it does come down to feeding me family or your family or whoever else's family is out there. And then lastly, will you ever stream via Periscope? So Santiago, thank you for that question, man. Appreciate it. Uh, that's a good question. And I really hadn't thought of it too much before, but uh, after you asked that question, I actually went out and checked out some software to uh, be able to simultaneously do YouTube live, the crypto happy hours to stream those to both uh, Periscope and to Twitch. So if you guys are on Twitch or on Periscope, uh, I will soon have that out. Uh, I believe on the next YouTube live, I need to test out a little bit, but we should be good to go with that. So if you guys like Periscope over YouTube or if you like Twitch over YouTube or use one or the other, uh, I will have YouTube or I'll have Crypto Happy Hour streaming to those platforms as well. So I'm excited about that. Appreciate the suggestion on that, Santiago. So outside of that, guys, uh, if you have any thoughts on this little segment, again, uh, got a few voicemails, wanted to pick through them. Some of them, you know, we're covering the same topic, got a couple on link, uh, got a couple on some other topics that were a little bit repetitive, but would love for you to leave me your voicemails and let me know if this is something that I should continue to do because I think it's pretty fun on my end just to hear from you guys and get a get a pulse of what's happening. Uh, and then also we'll bring on some other folks in the crypto space uh, onto the YouTube channel to hang out and answer some questions there. I think that could be a fun time for all of us. So let me know your thoughts and your feedback on this little segment in the YouTube comments. Or if you're listening on the podcast, tweet me at crypto underscore Bobby. And again, links to leave me a voicemail are in the description, speakpipe.com slash crypto Bobby. Outside of that, guys, I hope you have a fantastic day. And again, remember, no matter what crypto bag you have, stop it, get some help. It's magic internet money when it comes to the end of the day. Don't threaten anybody's livelihood. I don't care if they like XRP, if they hate XRP, if they like Bitcoin, if they like Ethereum, if they like Denticoin, if they like Tron, if they like BitConnect, whatever it might be. Well, maybe BitConnect. Yeah, sure. You can go for BitConnect. But outside of that, don't threaten anybody's livelihood. I uh, really do appreciate the time. If you're new to the channel, by any chance, hit that subscribe button. If you enjoyed this video, hit that thumbs up button. Do whatever you want with that thumbs up button. Really do appreciate it. Crypto Bobby signing up. Hope you have a good one. Peace.